today on Lockdown Blue Jackets, we have got yet another prospect corner for you. We've got Tony Ferrari back to talk all about Brad Lambert, who is uh, causing some waves in the uh, prospect analysis world. So we'll talk about a controversial prospect, and we'll also check in with the Blue Jackets, who had their three-game winning streak snapped last night by the Calgary Flames. That is what is coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, this is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Whether you are a regular listener or a first-time listener, I appreciate you for stopping on by. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, so uh, make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Like I said in uh, in the cold open today, we are going to be checking in with the Blue Jackets, who uh, lost six to two last night over the Calgary Flames, or they lost six to two to the Calgary Flames, I should say. And uh, we're also going to do another prospect profile. We have got uh, Tony Ferrari back to talk about Brad Lambert, who is a really uh, interesting and uh, divisive prospect that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about. So I'm excited to uh, get into get into that conversation, uh, but first, Blue Jackets lose 6-2, uh, it was, the first 20 minutes were pretty good, uh, for the most part, uh, they went down 2 nothing, and then Adam Boquist got one back, and, you know, for, the score was, was fairly even, uh, right up until, kind of, the last five minutes of the second period, I would say, uh, they allowed a shorthanded, goal that made it 4-1 um and after that yeah just kind of 5-1 5-2 it was good to see Zach Wierenski get a goal Tyler Toffoli the man the new man in town scores to make it 6-2 puts the game basically out of reach uh just Calgary man they're they're a good team they are a good team um and so you know there's this was the the game that I had marked as probably being the hardest of this road trip Obviously, getting that win against Washington uh, at the start of the month was huge. I'm not mad about, you know, going 3-1. and one. Uh, I believe they are on this this road trip so far, but a frustrating, frustrating way to go, especially if it was, you know, kind of... It was fairly even after the first period, and then Calgary kind of took over in terms of, of shots and also goals and everything. Um just, just frustrating. Um, you know, things were things were going well uh, right up until they were not. Uh, it was really good to see Wierenski get a goal. He's got seven so far on the season. Uh, but that was Adam Boquist's ninth goal. Uh, an assist from Patrick Liner, who gets to continue his point streak. Um, Adam Boquist's goal was... It was kind of a weird one, actually. I think Patrick Liner took the shot and it bounced off of a defenseman in front and then Adam Boquist, who was about six feet away from the net because uh, that's where defensemen live now, I guess, uh, just managed to put it home. It was a really, really nice goal that came out of kind of a broken play. Um, and those are the kind of goals that the Blue Jackets need to be scoring. So really good to see 
Boquist get that goal, uh, I believe. So his that's his ninth goal in 30-something games for us this season. Versus, I think he had six goals in his previous 74 games with Chicago. So, you know, clearly he's doing something, right? And he's only 21 years old. So... Things are things are looking pretty pretty good on uh, on that front, and um, obviously next up they're playing Chicago. So Adebokwish will be returning to Chicago, playing his first game there as a Blue Jacket. So hopefully you know he's excited. Hopefully he has a big game. Uh, we'll probably do a little bit of a uh, preview of that game tomorrow. Uh, the game is on Thursday night, so yeah, we'll do a we'll do a preview of that tomorrow. Um, and look at the uh, look at the team because the black the Blue Jackets have kind of been on an upward trend the past little while. The Blackhawks have kind of been on a, a slow downward trend for most of the season. Um, last time the Blackhawks beat the Blue Jackets in their own barn, so I'm sure the Blue Jackets would love to turn around and do the same thing to them. Uh, but that's uh, that is that is for tomorrow's episode. Um, on today's episode, for the rest of the episode, uh, it's a prospect profile. Like I said at the start, uh, Tony Ferrari is back to talk a little bit about Brad Lambert, who is a Finnish prospect. I know even with a name like Brad Lambert, uh, playing in Liga, and has uh, raised a lot of question marks to a lot of uh, draft experts. So uh, I talked to Tony Ferrari about him as a player and why he is kind of gaining this reputation as maybe not the smartest uh, pick for someone who is going to be picking high in the draft. Uh, so that's coming up next. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar because it's the New Year soon. So that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating better, like mine probably should be, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you're going to want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which uh, can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You know, I, for me, I want to eat healthy, but like two weeks in, I want chocolate. And here's the great thing about Built Bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein, and here's the best bit. If you go to built.com, you promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Blue Jackets your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked On NHL. It is a bonus podcast covering all of the action in Beijing, and you can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. It is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Let's talk a little bit about a uh, a little bit more of a controversial prospect or a, a divisive prospect who um, I've heard a lot of good things about Brad Lambert. Um, but I've also heard a couple of people say that there are some kind of red flags starting to pop up in his game and kind of things that worry them. So kind of what can you tell me about uh, Brad Lambert as a uh, as a prospect? Well, divisive is certainly the word that I'd used for him this year. He's, he's a guy that I think um, you're looking at this player and you're looking at the tools he has. He's got unreal skating ability. He's probably one of the best skaters in this draft. He's got unreal hands. 
Uh, the puck skills un- un- unbelievable. He's got a good shot. He-, he sees the ice extremely well. And you're like, well, why isn't he putting all this together? And I think that's the question everyone has for him. And at the end of the day, I think there's, there's just certain players that aren't ready for the, the pro level yet. And I think he's kind of one of those guys where when he goes down to junior, he's just completely dominant. He's it's unfair almost to see him kind of toy with the, the kids at that level. But then when you get up to the senior level, when you're playing in the Liga, one of the best leagues in the world, I think, I think personally the most underrated pro league in the world, um, you look at this guy and you're like, okay, he's doing a lot of the things that you want to see, but he's not getting rewarded. His stat lines really, really like underwhelming to say the least, I think. And you look at him and you, you go, okay, well, what is it? And when you watch one game of him, you can easily go, oh man, like this is not the guy that I thought could challenge Shane, right? This is not the guy that I thought could be the second, third overall pick. But the, the more games you watch, you're like, oh man, like the process is there. He's doing the things you want him to do. He's pushing the puck to high danger. He's got this unreal, these unreal wheels. He's got the ability to kind of break away and be dynamic at, at the pro level. He's just not getting rewarded. And when you looked at him when he was playing earlier this season with Yip Uvescula, you were like, what is going on here? Because you'd start him on the second line. Then you see him go to the third line. Then he'd play a couple of shifts on the fourth line. Then he'd get one shift on the first line or on the power play. And then he'd be back on the third line. And you're like, this kid's played with seven, eight different forwards in this one game. It's impossible to get kind of your, your bearings. It's impossible to get, get the chemistry you need to be the dynamic for that he is. And, and even when he did kind of get in those grooves where he was playing with the same players consistently, it was tough for him because when he did go those minutes, it was often on the third line where, you're not playing with the most skilled players. The Liga, the reason I think it's underrated is because of the defensive impact they have at the, uh, in the league. And when you're a dynamic offensive player, as soon as you get off that first line, you're really not playing with dynamic offensive players anymore. And you got to play against men. You got to play against that hard defensive game. And it, it's tough at the end of the day. And I think he, he got traded to the Pel- or he got loaned to the Pelicans. It's a, it's a weird system over in, in Finland, but basically he got released and signed with them which is a different team in the Liga. And he's looked a lot better. He's still, his stats are still kind of just coming along. He just scored his first goal with the team recently uh, the other day and a nice goal. And you're seeing him kind of start to come along. You're seeing him produce those high danger chances. He's generating offense. He's generating play through the neutral zone. And he's one of the most efficient transition players in the entire draft. I, I look at him a lot and I go, man, like this, there, there could be a William Nylander, a higher end William Nylander even here with the ability to kind of move up the ice and just dominate offensively. Uh, be the playmaker, but still have the shot that keeps the goalies honest. So for me, I look at Brad Lambert and and while they're not the same player, I go a few years ago, everyone was saying a lot of the same things about Lucas Raymond, where he wasn't producing in the pro league. He wasn't producing against men in in the SHL, but you're seeing him play in the NHL this year. Now that he's gotten a couple years of maturity and you're like, Oh yeah. Like this kid should have been the third overall pick. He should have probably went ahead of Stutzel. He should have challenged Byfield for second overall. Like you're seeing a lot of those high end skills that, not many people were talking about because they were so focused on the stat line. And that was one of the things I kept saying in his draft year is look at what he's doing rather than what his stats say, because what he's doing is far more important than the long term. And I'm saying the same thing this year with Brad Lambert. And again, not the same player as Lucas Raymond, but he has the same kind of issues that he's having. The strength is not quite there, but the speed, the skill, the puck skill, the, the offensive generation, just not the opportunity. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see where he does land because I've seen him as high as two on some lists. I've seen him as low as 25 on other lists. Like it's going to be wild to see where this guy goes, but I I have a feeling that with the tools that he has, there's no way he makes it out of the top 10, maybe top 12, but even that I think is kind of a stretch. Yeah. That was going to be my, my next question is kind of where, where you see him 
going because kind of the the prospects that I've been trying to keep an eye on are kind of obviously you know number one just in case and then kind of the like three to eight range I think is probably where both the Blue Jackets and um, Chicago will end up picking obviously we have Chicago's first rounder from the the Seth Jones trade and luckily they've been pretty bad this year so it looks like that's going to be a a decent a decent pick so do you see him kind of going in that three to eight range maybe where is he on kind of your personal draft board on my personal draft board he's at number four right now so I, I could easily see him going that three to eight range um i've talked to a couple people within team organization like within organizations that have them in that three to five range i've i've talked to others that have them just outside the top 10 um it's it's going to be interesting to kind of see where he does go because he is so divisive some people are like well he's not doing anything offensively and you're like yeah well you haven't watched him and like for me brad lambert's the test prospect this year he's a guy that uh, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, okay, how much are you actually watching this player? Or how much are you just kind of looking at the staff sheet and seeing some highlights and wait or searching his name on Twitter and stuff like that? Because there's so many people that do that and then have these crazy opinions on a player. And it's like, have you actually sat down and watched two or three games in a row? Or have you ever, have you sat down and like seen what this kid's actually doing on the ice? Because when you do that, you go, oh, like he's doing everything you'd, you'd ask of a player of, of his stature. He's generating the offensive chances. He's incredibly fast in the neutral zone, incredibly efficient at evading pressure. Yes, sometimes you'd like him to dive into the middle a little bit more, but when he does do it, he's making excellent offensive reads. So there's a lot that you you like in this his game, but you have to watch it with a nuanced eye to see it. I think a lot of it as well is, and for me, in terms of like judging prospects, I, don't, I like I don't do it a lot, obviously, but like if I'm if I'm looking at prospects, I feel like it's almost people expect a, a first overall pick to kind of be built like, you know, say an Owen Power, who's yeah. six foot five at 18 years old, you know? And, but the, these are, these are teenagers. And so whenever a player comes along and they have, like you say, all of these like promising offensive upsides and they've got the speed and the skating, but they're only like five ten and 170 pounds and i'm like okay yeah but they're also 17 years old you know and i think that was the big knock on you know say william eckland and yep. you know why he got sent back to sweden to get bigger because they don't have gyms in san jose i guess but <laughs> you know it's and so i always think it, it's so tough to look at this player and say well yeah obviously he's not going to make it at the nhl level at at the age of, of 17 or or 18 because he's not done he's not even done growing yet. You know, he could grow another two, three inches before he even gets to the NHL. Coming up in a minute, I've got the rest of my Brad Lambert uh, conversation with Tony Ferrari. But first I want to tell you about bet online because bet online is back. There might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next five coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. I've also got to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stop all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, 
Choose the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. They are a family business. They've been serving DIYers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership when rockauto.com has everything you could need? They've got brake parts, they've got tail lamps, they've got motor oil, even things like new carpet. If you could put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com probably sells it. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing collection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. But in terms of in terms of, of um, Brad Lambert specifically, do you see him as a again a player that could jump across to the NHL straight away? Do you think he needs another kind of year or so to develop in? Finland is it kind of do you see a Lucas Raymond situation where you know he he does take that extra year and then comes over and immediately starts just murdering guys for the Calder yeah I think it's going to be one more year at least in I said it last year with Raymond and you saw it with with more insider a couple years ago where the option to go to the AHL is going to be there because he is going to be in a pro league or he's coming from Europe in a pro league where he doesn't have to stay over there and as a European player drafted despite the fact he's not 20 yet he would be able to play in the AHL. You saw players like Rasmus Sandin, Igor Chinnikov has done it at 19 years old. Like you've seen guys do it. And uh, so you, you want to see them maybe get over here, get them in your hands, especially a player like Brad Lambert, where he has kind of bounced around organizations in the, in the last few years in, in Finland. Uh, I think in the last four years, uh, he's played for three teams, but the Pelicans, this is his second round with them. So it, he went from the Pelicans to HIFK to Yippie Vescula and now back to the Pelicans. In a four-year span, you're like, that kind of also isn't providing the best ability. So maybe get him over to, to the AHL, play him in the AHL for the season next year and let him kind of develop there. Have your eyes right on him, have your hands on him developmentally, get in there and you be the one to take the lead. And I think that's, a, it's a really good option for our team. But at the end of the day, I think if you do leave him in Europe for one more year, it's not going to be a bad situation. I think, like you said, he could be, it could do the Ra- Lucas Raymond effect where next year you really start to see him take steps against men at the, the SA or well, for Brad Lambert to be the legal level. And then you can see him come over to the NHL. And well, I think even myself, who is one of the highest people on Lucas Raymond, I didn't expect this yet, but I, I could see Brad Lambert coming over and kind of doing something similar to this. I could see him coming over and having a pretty good season as an, as a 19, 20 year old um, just after one more season in the, in the Liga. So do I see him coming over and winning a Calder? I think that that's always hard to predict, but I could see him easily coming over and, and competing for it. Similar to the way Lucas Raymond has. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brad Lambert is someone that has kind of been high on on my list. Again, just kind of looking at where where the Blue Jackets are, are likely to pick, and this is a name that I've kind of been hearing over and over, and I've been hearing a lot of people being like, "Oh, well, he's overrated," and then I've heard a lot of people being like, "Well, no, he's he's going to challenge Shane Wright," and I think probably he lands somewhere in the in the middle of that. But yeah, yeah. he is kind of someone that I think I'm going to have to look or keep keep an eye on a little bit closer. I've been collecting my own little list of, of prospects that to keep my eye on so uh frank nazar was was one of them he's someone that i'm really really excited about and i think he also could fall in that kind of sweet spot of the the blue jackets and the uh black hawks draft picks that we're going to collect and maybe even like i say maybe even uh 
Edmonton if we manage to to snag that one as well. But um, yeah, a lot of I don't know if it's if it's confirmation bias or what. I've like there's a lot of really exciting prospects kind of in the top, like I said, top ten to fifteen this season after kind of a lackluster draft last year. I think it'd be be kind to say. Uh, yeah, shaping I, up to be a lot more fun. Yeah, I think last year lackluster is a very kind word for it. It was a draft that uh, I know personally with myself and other people in kind of the same sphere as I am. We have group chats and all that stuff, like everyone does in the industry and stuff. And we're all like, man, like it was, I think March or April, and we're like, man, I can't wait for this year to get over. Like, I think there are a few of us in February that were like, all right, man, I'm done with this. Like, I want to move on to next year. I'm tired of it. And this year, while I think we had some expectations going into this year where it would be this unreal draft class. And we're seeing this, this, all this talent. And you mentioned a few names, Brad Lambert, Frank Nazar, Logan Cooley, Simon Nemec, Yurchek, all these names that we've all heard so many times this year. I think the year of COVID last, like last season really kind of hurt a lot of these guys. And while I think there's still a ton of potential, it's still much, but much better draft class than last year. I still think, when we're all kind of looking at this draft class, we're like, oh man, this is an A and A plus draft. And we're kind of seeing an A minus a B plus draft. And, and it's not necessarily that it's a bad draft by any means. It's still, I, I keep it in line with say 2019, maybe um, 2020 even, but next year in 2023, I think that's when we're finally going to get that A plus draft where you have seven, eight guys at the top of the draft that could all be top three guys. And like, you wouldn't question any of it. So when you're drafting eighth overall, you're going to get a top three talent. Whereas this year, I think we kind of all expected that. Whereas we're kind of getting players in, in the right spots. I think when you get a top 10 pick this year, you're going to get a top 10 pick. And I think there'll be a couple guys outside the top 10 that are worth top 10 picks, but it's going to be an interesting year where it's not quite as high as we all thought it was, but it's still a really, really fun year. And there's a lot of unique talent in this year's draft. And I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah, for sure. So if people want to kind of learn more about prospects or keep up with, with the draft, uh, where can where can people find you online and your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Tony Ferrari. All my work's at the Hockey News right now. I do uh, little interviews with players where we go over some of their game tape together and I kind of break down the game with them and, and kind of see what they're thinking on given plays. Uh, Seamus Casey, Frank Nazar, uh, Matthew Savoy, another player at the top of this draft. Uh, they've all kind of done it with me so far this year, and uh, they've all been really fun to do. So check those out. They're all on the Hockey News. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for – thank you for sitting down to talk prospect. Again, I always say I'm going to learn more, and maybe this year I uh, – maybe this year I actually will. Well, whenever you want to talk about Frank Nazar, that's my boy. So you're going to have me back then. Excellent. I will I will keep that in mind. He is he is definitely at the, the top of the top of my list. And that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, like I say, tomorrow we'll check in with the Blackhawks and see how they're doing, do a little bit of a game preview for tomorrow night's game. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again making us your first listen of the day make sure you make your second listen of the day locked on bets your boy q and lee sterling are doing really great work over there helping you make some cash on your sport betting so when you when you're done here make sure you go over there uh, you can find locked on bets wherever you get locked on blue jackets and uh enjoy wednesday it's it's hub day we are almost to the weekend make sure you stay locked on <laughs>